you just want a little bit more of the Patricks in your life. We understand how it is. Valoa try to make up for it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Pat's interference. I, I think Alabama makes it to the college football playoff. I've got what I feel could be the number one playmaker in college football. Baker Mayfield. Dude's a stud. I'm 5'7", 130. Do you think I'm big enough to be either David Robinson or Tim Duncan? Get ready. It's going to be a good year. What is up? Your boy is back and all is right in the world. Joining you from beautiful Birmingham, Alabama, sitting in my brand new podcasting spot I'm your boy, your host with the most, Patrick Brickman, joined alongside my co-host, the always lovely Patrick Norwood. Um, how you doing on this fine Tuesday evening, buddy? Uh, I'm great. Do you know why I am great? Because we are just mere hours away from the sweetheart bowl. We are. We are. Hold on. I can tell you the exact, uh, exactly how far away we are from the sweetheart bowl. If if you're new to the podcast and you don't know. Uh, the Sweetheart Bowl, Brick and I pick a team each year to follow, just kind of as a joke, uh, that should win about nine or ten games. Uh, and, you know, this year we happen to pick two teams that are going to play each other in one day, 20 hours, three minutes, and 20 seconds. And that is going to be a new, uh, we decided probably about 15 minutes ago, that's going to be a new tradition on the podcast. We've picked sweethearts in the past i want to say last year you were rice i was um what was i you uh uh i was you had somebody Atlantic. I, I was fau i was with the lane team oh that's lane right Kiffin. it was fau and yeah. we had some teams the, the year before but from now on we're going to pick two lovable losers that will play each other that season so that we I can always have a sweetheart bowl presented by Sweet Tarts Candy. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, bring in the Sweet Tarts. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Keep it. Yeah, that, was, that was a big sponsorship we definitely got. And they've always, they've, they've 100% responded uh, to all of our requests. I will be at the Sweetheart Bowl this year. Yes, you um, will. I'm, I'm still waiting to hear if I can get on the sidelines. I'm trying to. I've got a couple contacts over there that are trying to get me there. Either way, I will be live tweeting the entire game uh, from some. Now I will be in a Wolfpack section, so I won't be able to cheer for my Deeks. Uh, but Wake Forest and NC State squaring off Thursday night at seven. We'll get into that game a little bit more later because I do want to spend some more time into it. But first off, if you if you want to follow more about that game or just find out more about us in general. Who on, this, on the social, who would as some people call it, on the social meds, on the social media, uh, you can go to Twitter is where you can usually find us. I've been tweeting about the Sweetheart Bowl all week. Uh, that's at pi underscore podcast. I also do this thing every Tuesday, uh, or I should say, we do every Tuesday where we tweet out Pat's stats, uh, which is a good little segment to kind of catch up on the week. Let's that be honest, brother. Football. Let's be honest. You do it. <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't know that I've tweeted one stat. <laughs> you've helped. You've helped. Uh, and In then, spirit. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Pat's Interference. That's P-A-T apostrophe S Interference. You're going to go to our website at patsinterference.com. Uh, send us an email at patsinterference at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate us and like us. Uh, you know, give us an iTunes rating. Really support, trying to grow the brand, on, and that's su- a great su- way to do that. Support us on Patreon. Um, yeah. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe. Um and uh, yeah, thanks for watching. Um, thanks for listening. Um, and we love you so much. We're totes my goats on the social meds. I don't know what I'm. I, I don't know what I'm even saying anymore. You butchered this. Uh, we do have a plug right quick. Uh, nice little, nice little ad read. We were nice enough to be mentioned in another podcast, and uh, we're reaching out and doing the same thing. Great little podcast here. If you're a fan of Pat's interference, check out Pigskins and Pageantry, a weekly SEC football podcast. West. Matt and Jess relax and discuss the headlines and hurl hot takes all around the SEC. Uh, Brick Jessica Russell, a classmate and good friend of oh, both of ours. I saw her in Durham a couple weeks ago. You saw her, what was it, last week, two weeks ago? A couple weeks in ago. Yeah, Legion Field. We were at the um, the Magic City Classic. Oh, uh, yeah, both of, course, doing our, of course. Both doing our various jobs. Uh, she's great. She's great. We both love her. Uh, she was always always very well informed. She's like I said, a classmate of ours at Alabama. Um, so check them out. It's it's again, it's pigskins and pageantry. Uh, it's a good podcast. They're good people. They just like to have fun. It feels a lot less like a podcast and a lot more like you're just hanging out with your buddies talking about it. So go check them out. 
uh, after you're done listening to us, especially if you just can't get enough of college football. Uh, we know how that is. Uh, so that being said, Brick, let's get into the day that was of Saturday, November 3rd. Uh, for those who don't know, Brick works in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, and covers both Alabama and Auburn. He was Yeet. in Baton Rouge this weekend, so let's just go ahead and dive into that game if you're good. Absolutely, man. That was my first ever time in Death Valley. That was a crazy, bucket, right? A bucket list atmosphere, and it yeah, it lived up to the hype. Like usually, yeah. I was I was skeptical. I'm like, you know how you know? I think that it's just mostly myth at this point. Not myth, but just kind of overstated. But I've, I've never been in a stadium that loud. And they actually yeah, said I, that this I mean, is a, apparently they broke their own record for uh, decibel level. I believe. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, it's not. It's not every year they host a number one. Oh wait, it's every other year. <laughs> every other uh, year. But no, I mean, in all seriousness, it's it's a great place to see a game. I was actually talking to Jade about it, uh, my girlfriend, and uh, special guest host Jade Stoner, who did a great job a few weeks back. If you listen to that episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> perfect timing uh we were we were talking and i said that i'd love to go back to death valley uh whenever they're not playing my alma mater i think that would be a wonderful time um so we're we're looking into that for the future but this game had uh just everything you would want to see out of a number one team in college football 29 nothing uh pitching pitching a big old shutout uh to a tongue of iloa 25 for 42 295 yards two touchdowns one on the ground uh uh, yeah, so two passing touchdowns, another rushing touchdown through his first pick of the season, but it was probably Alabama's best punt all year, if we're being honest. Oof. Uh, yeah, that's actually right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, scored every quarter, um, came out that first drive. It was the first time all year Alabama had not scored on their opening drive, uh, but I think that was to be expected or, you know, maybe not expected, but that's, you know, that's not that surprising. Came out and... Uh, answered any doubt on the second drive um Tua got hit a little bit below the belt as we'd call it in the boxing world but came back uh, and played a great game Jerry Judy with an awesome game eight catches for 103 yards Damian Harris looks like he's getting back to his old self but again is that an issue of the carries break or is that an issue of how much Alabama's passing we're not really sure 19 carries for a little over 100 yards and a touchdown uh Alabama's defense completely shutting down LSU Joe Burrow did almost throw for 200 yards, but uh, no touchdowns, obviously, and he did throw an interception to Mac Wilson in the back of the end zone. Uh, so, Brick, what was your biggest takeaway from Saturday night in Death Valley? Really, it was the um, – I would say it, it was the the way Alabama rose to that challenge. Let's be honest. That entire game was much, much less about uh, – leading up to it, right? Ever, the talk leading up to it. Um, everything game day being there, it was so much less about LSU and more about our first look at Alabama being tested. How would they respond? Right? They've they've had road games and they've played. Their toughest game was Texas A and M, but that wasn't home. Um, everybody's very interested to see what would happen when they were tested, and it's the way they rose to that challenge and really, I would say, exceeded expectations. On I mean, the line was thirteen. And they more than doubled it. It was a shutout win. Um, they made Joe Burrow look like Brandon Harris. It, it was, you know, it, it was it was a complete and utter demolishing. Um, it was their worst offensive performance, but at the same time, their most impressive, in my opinion, because yeah, because of the level of defense they were facing. They hadn't seen a defense like that. They may they might not see a defense of that caliber again, and they still ran away with it. Um, uh, Tua looked great. He got a little rattled at the beginning. The whole team did. And then they settled down. And they did what they do. They choke you to death. They put the clamps down. And it was a very... Well, we'd seen it before. We've seen Alabama win games like that before. But it leaves the rest of the co- the country going... Alright, so they're going to go beat the number nine, the number three team 29 nothing. What can What else can we do? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, the the only thing that I really want to talk about from here, and you and I talked about it a little bit earlier today, and you think I'm blowing it out of proportion. I may be, and I, for the sake of uh, college football and what I think is, is fun to watch in this sport, 
I hope I'm wrong because I'd like to see every single team at their best. Uh, I think Tua Tonga Vilo is about at 60% health right now. Uh, just going off of his knee issue, uh, going off the way that he adjusts his knee or looks at his knee or cringes every single time he gets hit or touched or even after running really hard for 15 yards, something just doesn't sit right with me. Uh, that's my hot take. And, uh, you know, like I said, I hope I'm wrong, but it just doesn't seem like two is at 100% to me. See, I think, I mean, I, okay, well, anybody will tell you he's not at 100%. I mean, everybody knows he's not at 100%. He hasn't been at 100% since Arkansas, maybe. It was. I think that might have been the game. Arkansas and then Missouri was when he left after sliding. But, Ugh. you know, anybody will tell you, yeah, sure, he's not at 100%. But but I don't think it's as big of an issue as, as it may seem. I mean, it might bother him a little bit. He's got a brace on there. It's not going to completely tear while he's wearing that brace. I'm glad he's still wearing the brace. Um, you know, it might be bothering him in my buckle here and there. I've had the knee injury. I've felt a buckle and then it's all mental and it doesn't seem to be bothering him. The only thing that I'd be worried about is if it looked like it was bothering him on the field right now when, when the bullets are live, he seems fine. Well, I mean, he, he had to, he literally said the words, my knee gave out and I galloped into the end zone. Yeah. He galloped away from the best. I mean, he was faster than the guys chasing him on that play. I don't know. It just seems like every single time he got hit, anytime he was on the ground, he was looking at his knee. He was adjusting the knee brace. It just seems like something's off to me. And again, I probably am blowing it out of proportion, and I understand that. But I think the one thing that is going to bring Alabama down this season is not going to be another team. I don't even think it's going to be Alabama not playing their A game because I'm not convinced they have to play their A game to beat the number two, three, and four team in the nation right now. Truly, I think they are that dominant. However, if Tua Tungavailoa goes down against Mississippi State or the Citadel or Auburn, that SEC championship game and those subsequent playoff games, if Alabama can win the SEC championship, is going to be tough. I'll put it this way. One, I think unless Alabama wins two, get, loses two games between now and the playoff, I think they're in. I think they can lose to any team not named the Citadel, and they're in. Two... Any player can get, I don't know, it's, yeah, I guess we see Tua struggling a little bit with the knee, but we could say the same thing about any team right now. We, I mean, Clemson's down to one quarterback, essentially. And, yeah, I mean, Trevor Lawrence could take a low hit and he could tear his ACL. Any team can say it. I, I look at it as more as if it happens, it happens. It almost sounds like you're almost expecting it to happen, which is kind of why I say you're going overboard with it. But Yeah, no, and I understand that. Like I said, if anyone gets how I sound about it, it's me. Because everybody that I talk to is not concerned about it as much as I am. I just know how tricky knee injuries can be and how players can say, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, everything's fine. I mean, I tell the story all the time. You remember when D. Hart was in school, tore his ACL for the second or third time, I can't even remember what it was, tweeted out, A, LOL, I'm A1 fam, and then his career at Alabama was over the next day because he tore his ACL. Yeah, but I think I don't. I I think he's fine. I think I believe the coaching staff when they say it was a sprain. I believe him when he says he feels fine on it and he feels confident in the knee. I don't think there's anything more to it. I think it is a sprained knee, and I think they're he's got the best training staff in the country working on it. And and my third point is, I mean, even with Jalen Hurts starting at quarterback, I still think Alabama is the favorite to win it all. Even if Tua gets hurt, I think the betting lines would still favor Alabama, obviously by less in every single game. But I think if you had to take it to Vegas and go Alabama with Jalen Hurts starting over Clemson, I think they'd still put Alabama as probably a six-point favorite or so. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I look, I get it. And again, I know how I sound, but, you know, uh, it's just in the in the back of my mind. Thought I'd bring it up. Uh, but yeah, Alabama looks dominant so far. Quinn and Williams having a big game as well. Um, that defensive front seven for Alabama looks like they're improving week by week. The whole defense is the whole defense. This was the best defensive performance they've had as a team in my mind since when they played LSU and shut down Leonard Fournette. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, last thing I want to bring up about this game, and really not even about this game, it's more about uh, the competition to follow. Alabama has not played a true, a truly strong quarterback yet. 
in my opinion. Now, if I'm if I'm not thinking of somebody, please let me know. You I could would, argue Kellen Mond. I would put I, I would put Drew Locke way up high on that. I mean, he's Drew Locke's a top ten quarterback in the country in my mind. Maybe. Uh, here's my thing. Do you put Drew Locke over Nick Fitzgerald? Right. Uh, well, see, that's tricky. Like Nick Fitzgerald played really well against Auburn, but he's had some really, really bad duds of games this year. Right. But again, you're you're struggling to answer that. And then do you, I don't put him over Stidham. Fitzgerald over Stidham? No, you put you would put Drew Locke over Stidham. Oh yeah, this year yes. Wow. What about Jake Fromm? Mm. As a playmaker, yes, yeah. Wow. As a guy that yeah, I think I, is I is gonna is gonna torture me deep all day, yeah. The guy has one win. He has one SEC win. Hey, no, I I hear you. Um, I mean, so what I'm saying is, all right, has Alabama played a true quarterback? Yet, yes, according to you. No, not really, according to me. I don't think they're going to play one with Nick Fitzgerald this weekend. I think he's a great athlete. I think he's a good playmaker. But if you watch Mississippi State's offense, it's all about that run. It's all about getting him out wide, letting him run the ball. I mean, he's been the rushing leader for, I don't know, four or five games now. Um, So, in my opinion, Alabama has not played a true quarterback yet. And I, I don't think they will until Jared Stidham and Jake Fromm. But then, you know, let's say they play Stidham and then Fromm and the playoff holds. They could play Shea Patterson, who's not great, but still, I mean, leading Michigan down the field, like we'll talk about in a minute, or Ian Book or Trevor Lawrence. So, you know, I think Alabama is really going to get tested in the second half of the season as far as their past games or their past defense is concerned. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Kellen Mond is not the, the passing quarterback um, Drew Locke, I think if you put him on Georgia, you'd, you'd, you'd have a lot more respect for him. I think the fact that he's playing on that Missouri team just kind of waters down the kind of quarterback he is. I'm not saying he's elite, but he's, he's probably top 10 in the country as far as just pure talent goes. And I guess the quarterback of that group, group you just named, I mean, Trevor Lawrence would be the one that I'd be most afraid of. Um, Jake Fromm, he's, he's, I'm afraid of Jake Fromm the way that Alabama opponents used to probably be afraid of A.J. McCarron. Mm. Just because he has so much at his disposal. And, uh, yeah, Ian Book's a good little quarterback. Shea Patterson, I think Alabama would eat him alive. Um, yeah, so, I do too. you know, Alabama, 29 nothing over uh, LSU, just like the experts predicted. Um, I guess we can move on to yep. number two, Clemson. Just yeah. absolutely just shellacking just, Louisville. Just just slaughtering them. At home, mind you. 77-16. to 16. Wasn't really like they were trying to run up the score either. I think Clemson's just that bad. You mean Louisville's just that bad? Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, Louisville is just that just, bad. Louisville is just that bad. I mean, Louisville lost to Florida State, so they are that bad. Uh, Chase Bryce, if you remember that name, who came in and played a great game for Clemson uh, against Syracuse after Trevor Lawrence went down. Six for seven for 110 yards and three touchdowns. Trevor Lawrence, eight for 12 for 59 yards. I mean, it was really just kind of like a uh, NFL preseason game for him. Just go out there. Yeah, okay, you threw a couple balls. Good. Did throw a pick, but uh, Travis Etienne proving that he is a huge part of that offense yet again. Eight carries for 153 yards and a touchdown. Um, and then eh, Juwan Pass just still struggling to find any sort of rhythm or momentum this year. Didn't throw a touchdown this game, but did manage to throw two interceptions for a t- QBR. Grand total, do you want to guess? Do you just want to take a guess? I'm going to go 30. 11.6. Oof. That's, uh, yeah, Petrino's, Petrino's in trouble down there. Um, that seat's hot. My biggest surprise game this weekend was Michigan Penn State. Easily, forty. This is a forty. This is other than a late Penn State score to just kind of erase the the shutout. This was a forty-two nothing win in my mind for Michigan over Penn State. I know this is a Penn State team that's kind of mailed it in since they gave the game away against uh, Ohio State, 
but man, man. I mean, Shea Patterson, he's he's become the quarterback that will throw for 100-something yards and rush for 80-something yards, and his running backs will do all the work in his defense. But he played one of his best games of the season with two touchdowns. Um, yeah. That, that, yeah. Michi- that Michigan defense is That's so what I was going to ask you. Now, is that the number one defense in the country? They're up there. In your mind. Obviously, statistically, they are. Statistically, they are. Uh, they're up there. They're they're the they're the defense I don't want to play if I'm any team out there. I don't want to play that defense. Um, you, you have to give a lot of credence to Clemson. I think it's Michigan, Clemson, Alabama. Yeah. LSU. I'd say those are probably the four, you know, maybe a fifth team in there as well. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of bad defenses out there this year, bud. (laughs) I mean, I'm going down the top 10. Notre Dame's defense, no. They gave up 21 to Northwestern. Ian Book had a good day, 343 yet again. But Northwestern keeping it all too close, not buying Notre Dame. You and I have not bought two teams all season, one of them being LSU, the other being Notre Dame. And I think we're right in those picks. I don't think Notre Dame has a bad defense, though. I mean, 21 points in Northwestern is not horrible. Alabama gave up 31 to Arkansas. Notre Dame doesn't have a good defense? No, I'm saying they do. It's it's okay. Or you think they do have a good defense? It's, it's, It's decent. It's not trash. 16 to Ball State, 17 to Vanderbilt, 27 to my sweetheart, Wake. Please play the uh, sweetheart music. I will, but sixteen to Ball State's not that bad. They almost lost, Brick. No, yes, I don't buy the team, but the defense. Sweetheart is Bowl coming in hot Thursday, presented by Sweetheart's Candy. Sorry, I hear you. Sorry about that. Uh, I look twenty-three to Virginia Tech, almost lost to Pitt. Yeah, but you can here. Let's do this. 14 to Louisville, 23 to Texas A&M, 31 to Arkansas, 20. It's in, hold on. It's in hold, garbage time. It's completely different. Hold on. It's completely different. 21 to Tennessee. They had to literally score in the last five minutes to beat Ball State. 21 points in the first three quarters to Tennessee. Ugh. I'm just saying, it's a decent defense. They're fine. My point is, you just named three great defenses, and Notre Dame's not near the echelon of those three defenses. But I didn't say Notre Dame. You did. No, I'm I'm saying it's not worth being in that conversation. I didn't put of, them in the conversation. You put them in the conversation. Your, of your No, 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 no. Because I started saying the playoff teams, and then I mentioned Notre Dame and Northwestern. I was just mentioning the game, mentioning the fact that they gave up 21 in Northwestern, and then you started defending their defense. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. See, I thought you were yeah. putting them in the conversation with the other big defenses. No, 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 no. I was just going over the game saying what a crap defense they've been compared to the rest. Compared right? to, the, to the top four, yes, they've got the weakest yeah. defense. Bama, LSU, Clemson, and you would say Georgia. I mean, Michigan, and then Georgia. Yeah. Because then, like I, like I was saying, you go through the other defenses. You've got Oklahoma, no, terrible. Washington State, no, not great. Uh, uh, Ohio State, is it even worth looking at? Florida just gave up 38 to Missouri. Uh, Texas and West Virginia scored a combined 83 points. And you just go down the list. There's not really that many stacked defenses this year. No, it's not. It's been a very down year for a lot of tradition i mean and, and a lot of it is ohio state really uh hurting the bell curve there because ohio state's usually a team you can lean on that's a great defense and they've got a lot of issues all over that defense and i know they lost a lot of dudes to the nfl the last two seasons but uh and this season don't forget they had a guy just quit after four games so good point yeah probably the one of the one of the most valuable players in the country not named Actually, I'm not even going to say not named Tua because Alabama would still be undefeated if their backup was playing. Um, mm, so I would say Nick Bosa is one of the top three most valuable players in the country, and losing him has sent their team in sort of a tailspin, even though they haven't – well, no, they did lose, actually. They lost to Purdue by a lot. Um, yeah, so they barely beat Nebraska. Not everybody can be Okay, I, wanna, I, I know I'm skipping here, but since we're talking about Ohio State, I want to come clean and say that I was still buying them as of, well, last week's podcast, if you listened. Um, you were. In, in that soundbite I sent you. Yes. At the end of the day, 
I still think Ohio State can make can sneak into the playoff, but they are not a contender as of no. like a they're gonna go and beat Clemson and then beat Alabama and win it all. I don't think they're beating Michigan this year. You know. I, I just don't see I Dwayne Haskins struggled against Nebraska. Gun gun to my head, I don't think they do either. And then like the other part of me says but man, they've owned that rivalry, and there's something psychological there that, I mean, yeah, on paper right now, Michigan will beat Ohio State by two or three scores. But there's something. They will. Sci- there's they another- will need a miracle if they want to get. They will need Mich- I mean, they'll have to beat Michigan. Beat. Uh, hope that Georgia loses to Alabama. Hope that Oklahoma loses to whoever. And then, oh by the way, you've got West Virginia, who will probably be playing Oklahoma. Who would then, I assume, leapfrog Ohio State? See, okay, let's 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 throw this out there. You said a miracle. I don't. I won't go so far as a miracle. If they win out, they're at least at five. Who would they need they, to lose? If they win out, you're talking. If they win out through the conference championship, yeah, because then they'll have just beaten um, a decent they, team they in the championship. Might, they might be at five. They would be right there because they'll have just beaten four or five. They'll have just beaten four. I think they'd be right there. Um, it, assuming I, I, I'll Day, say I will give you this. I will say they are there. They would be close to that. I'm not sure they'll be at five. I think I'm overthinking it because I think the playoff conversation is very, very easy this year compared to other years because the top three are there. Went out Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson. Boom. Right, it's, right. it's easy. Um, that four spot is where okay. Well, I think they need Oklahoma to lose. They need Oklahoma to lose, but they can't have Oklahoma lose to. Because here's my thing: if West Virginia beats Oklahoma in that Big Ten or Big Twelve championship, they should leapfrog Ohio State, who lost by what was it twenty thirty something to Purdue. You're absolutely right. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um. Anyway, I don't see a mir- I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that there's a miracle. A miracle is. They're still there, but it's. I think it's a moot point because I don't think they're. I don't. Again, I don't think with gun to my head they're going to have to beat Michigan. The point I was trying to make is that I feel like Michigan is going to have to beat two opponents that day. They're going to have to beat Ohio State, and they're going to have to beat that kind of mental block that that rivalry has. They're having to overcome that. LSU and Alabama. Exactly. That's a great point because. It's been so long now for LSU that they have this almost psychological, we have to beat them. You see players right now on Twitter, I don't know if you've seen it this week, either LSU recruits or like freshmen on the team tweeting that we will beat this team. Well, you didn't, I know you didn't see it, but on TV, on the broadcast, in his pregame interview, uh, (laughs) Ed Orgeron said, you come to this school to beat Alabama. Right, Alabama is living rent free in LSU's head, and Ohio now, State he, is living rent free in Michigan's head. Yes, uh, I can. Uh, I can go ahead and tell you, it's not. Look, it's not good if if you're LSU or Michigan in that scenario. Now, I think Michigan's a little bit better off, but and I don't want to go back to LSU, but I do want to mention this: players go to Alabama to win national championships. Players go to Auburn and LSU to try and beat Alabama. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And right now at Michigan, they go there to try to beat Ohio State. They're not. They're not going there to win championships. They're trying to get to that point. Um, what, was, what was I about to? Oh, here's here's what I was about to say. It's so bad that I don't know that the average college football fan would be able to tell you the last time Michigan beat Ohio State. Can you? Because I can't think of it off the top of my head. Two thousand seven or eight. Was it, yeah, Maybe. I mean, yeah, it was. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some research. I'll get I'll get uh, our intern Skyler on it. Thanks, guy. No, okay, so that's my point. Um, but yeah, no, I like it's a good point. I know what you mean, but now you've you've got the bug in my head, and I'm interested, so I'm gonna look it up. It's 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 been a while, is my point. So I think Michigan. I think that game is gonna be closer. If Michigan opens as a ten point favor, which is about what I would expect, 
I think the game might even be closer because Ohio State's just kind of had their number, and there is something psychological there, and there's going to be a lot of factors at play, and I, I don't know where they play this year. Anyway, we have gone so far off track on this episode. Yeah, we really have. We really have. Uh, the last time Michigan beat Ohio State was 2011. Um, okay, perfect. We skipped right over Georgia-Kentucky. Not much to say there except Kentucky's I, a good team, and Georgia really handled them, to be honest. Well, yeah, well, and I said it last week. If Georgia could get the ball on the ground successfully, they were going to have a big day, and that's exactly what they did. Doubling yes. up on Kentucky, 34-17. Brick, that Georgia running attack is looking... Uh, dare I say as strong as it was last year, or maybe even stronger? I would go just a tick below. Swift and Holyfield, though, are really finding their stride, which that's, is that's a big one-two punch. Yeah, a good that's news for a them. Really big one-two punch. Uh, you know, this game never really looked that close. Um, Jake Fromm, like you, I like your AJ McCarron uh, comparison. Fourteen for twenty for one hundred and thirteen yards and one touchdown. They don't need him in these types of games, to be a world beater. Right. And I don't think he ever will be a world beater in college. No, but and that's not... And I think he's a very talented quarterback. That's not taking anything away from him. Absolutely but not. if you look at his running backs, you look at even his receiving core, I mean, he doesn't need to be the guy. No. They don't need him. He never will be. They don't need him to be. He's the perfect guy for that system right now. Although Plus, think, they have the best kicker in college football. Don't yeah, forget. Yeah. Um... For the 15th, 16th, maybe 20th year in a row, Oklahoma's beaten Texas Tech for 51 to 40. Does it, does it not feel like every it, single year? It feels year, like. Do you Oklahoma, know how many times Texas I saw Tech the is like this? Mahomes Mayfield versus highlight this week? And I'm like, <laughs> this is disgusting football. There's no defense. That's kind of the way it goes. Yeah, you're not wrong. 97 points. I do want to bring something up because I will be the, you know me, uh, I am very self-deprecating and I will call myself out. I am going to call myself out right now as being a hypocrite. When the Pac-12 scores a million points, I think it's hilarious and I love it. When the Big 12 does it, I think it's annoying and stupid. <laughs> that's that's funny. That's I like a 51-46 game if I'm like sitting on my couch on my phone not really watching a football game so that every time I look up something entertaining is happening. But if I'm like watching a game from first to fourth quarter and invested in it, uh, no, I would much rather see a, a, a 21-14 game. Um, yeah. But anyway, I, I was just making a joke that it feels like every single no, year you're right. Oklahoma beats Texas Tech by a score like 51-46 or 63-56 or something. And it's always close, and Oklahoma always needs to score late in the second half to really pull away. Um, 587 passing yards between the two quarterbacks in this game. And that does that's not even... That doesn't even amount... That's not even half of what they combined with last year. Yeah. Or two years no, ago, I, sorry. Two years yeah, ago. Yeah, two years ago. Two years ago. But... I mean, it's that doesn't even add up to what just Mahomes did with 700 in that game. It was a shootout from the jump. I mean, Texas Tech went up early 14 to nothing. um, And then, you know, Oklahoma just started kind of climbing back into it, chipping away at that. Here's a fun question. Here's a fun question. Go ahead. How? Okay, so say you're a big 12 team. Look at Oklahoma. How do you just how do you just fix the defense? Right, because this is going to be year three now. Where I go, if Oklahoma just, especially last year, if they just had an average defense, they might be national champions. I think last year with an average defense, Oklahoma is your runaway national champ. I won't say runaway, but yeah. With an average defense, they beat Georgia by 21, and probably Alabama, because Alabama was, you know. Probably Alabama, but I won't say definitely, because we don't know of... Saban would have put two in had they played Oklahoma. Right, right, right. But my point is, I think, offensively, that they've been the best offense probably three years running now in college football. Yeah. I think they've got the best offense this year. and But with absolutely nothing to show on defense, I think that's going to... I mean, I mean, they already lost to Texas, Texas because of it this... I don't know. I would. Yeah. I, I feel like Here's, that should be more of a more of an, an issue... Like Here's my question really be going, to you. Just fix it. 
my question to you is how do you beat this Oklahoma team? You just mentioned their defense is bad, and I get that. But if there is one key statistic that you need to focus on when you're saying, okay, we have to stick to this game plan on this specific statistic to beat the Oklahoma Sooners, what would you say that is? Contain the quarterback? I would, I'm going to say time of possession. Hey, boys, we get the ball on offense. Uh, yeah, you run that play clock down all the way to two or three before you snap it. They can't score if they don't have the ball. And we can score on this defense, so we're going to take all the time in the world to do it. I think that makes the most sense, honestly. Yeah, I, th- I think if Oklahoma sneaks into the playoffs, they're a one and done again this year. and it's, it's good to Yeah, go. I do too. I do too. We'll talk a little bit more about Kyler Murray here in a bit uh, when we get to our Heisman discussion because um, I did have some interesting notes from him uh, as far as Pat's stats uh, were concerned earlier today. But let's move on. Uh, other games this week, Missouri took care of Florida uh, pretty handedly. Drew Locke, great game. Uh, 250. Just, I'm still I, not sure. I He's, knew it was just a matter of time. I knew it was just yeah. a matter of time until the Felipe Franks just he, – he was playing so well. It was a time bomb. Year. It was and an I, absolute time bomb. Then he got benched, and a program that I had so much praise for last week in Florida, it, and now I'm not so sure. Uh, let's focus on uh, West Virginia at Texas. Bootstraps, bootstraps. He's back. Will Greer, with a great day, was not the leading passer in this one. Ellinger threw for 354 yards, but he's also Ellinger. Uh Greer didn't do too much worse. 346 for three touchdowns. Oh, and by the way, he had an absolute bomb with 20 seconds left to the back of the end zone on a seam route uh, to tie. Well, to go down by one, Dana Holgerson pulls some Dana Holgerson shit and makes Will Greer run it in the end zone going for two to win the game with 16 seconds left. Wrong button. Bootstraps, bootstraps. <laughs> bootstraps, oh, man. bootstraps. No, uh, West Virginia is you know a team funny that I really, is, really want to see get into the playoff. The funny thing is, Will Greer actually completed that two-point conversion twice, but the first time they waved it off because apparently Texas called a timeout right before they snapped the ball. That's a big Will win Greer's for fun West to watch, people. That's a if big you win for West it, Virginia. My, my dream scenario is we both know Alabama and Clemson are almost certainly in the playoff, no matter what happens. But yeah. the two teams I'd like to see slip in there just for funsies are Dana Holgerson and Mike Riley. Just for wow. the pressers. And just Mike for the Riley? Fun. Not Mike Riley, Mike Leach. Mike Leach, yeah. Well, yeah, that's because Mike Leach is an American treasure. Right, right. I would love He's to see. A ridiculous it, person. There's probably a world where that's possible, and that's the world I want to live in. Are there oh, any more games you want to talk so about from last week? Last week, let me take a quick look-see at the schedule. Uh, we will glance over uh, North Carolina State's just running up the score of Florida State. If I could think of a more uh, just completely classless institution rather than NC State, I don't know what it is. Ooh, uh, just disgusting type of people. No, not really. Ryan Finley with a great day, 21 for 27. 240 and three touchdowns. Getting a lot of press, Mr. Finley is. Uh, as far as NFL conversations are concerned. Finley is the reason I picked that team. I was like, bad team. I know. Bad team. I remember. Really good quarterback. Bad team, really good quarterback. There are going to be a lot of shootout close wins or losses. And they've had, you know, they're having a good year for, you know, a team that I expected to win five or six games. They've already gotten to six. Hey, uh, hey, Brick, let me ask you something. You remember uh, the name Willie Taggart? Does Does that ring a bell? Oh, 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 too many bells. Uh, well, he's four and five down in Tallahassee, um, and they may not make a bowl. No, they probably, this was like, they really, really needed, if you don't know, Florida State has the longest bowl streak, like consecutive seasons making a bowl in uh, football history. And now, in order to make a bowl, they're going to have to win two of three against number three North uh, Notre Dame, number 17 nope. Boston College, not a team nope. to, to be laughed at, and number 15 Florida. They're going to have to win two of those three. They might be Florida. Maybe. That game is at home. 
But every single year, FSU lays an egg against Boston College, and I don't think that they're even going to hold a candle to Notre Dame this week. So Florida State's highly heralded streak. They love. I can't tell you how important that streak is to them. They've had the no, most, I'm sure. Um, winning seasons in a row, which is going to end this year, and bowl game appearances in a row. They love it, and it's going to end, and people are going to want Willie Taggart's head. The last game, I'm not going to make you talk about it, but um, Auburn had their defining moment of the season so far. Wow. And uh, So I'm going to say about that. No, I actually did want to talk a little bit about it. Um, so if you didn't know, they were they were done. They were dead and buried. They were they were over. They were losing twenty four to fourteen, I think, to yes. Texas A and M. They had not done anything offensively since definitely since the first half, but really since like the first quarter, it was bad. At, um, Stidham was playing at terrible. At one point, Texas A and M had a ninety two percent chance to win that game. Yeah, and they were done. And inexplicably, they won. Big moment for Auburn to kind of have the gumption to pull out the win. But I look at this loss. I watched it. We were watching it in the car, actually, on the way to Baton Rouge. And this loss is all on Jimbo Fisher. And I don't know how more people aren't talking about it. Yeah. It was... Hey, Kellen Mond... The, the, the announcers are talking about it the whole game. We had it on mute. And you could tell. We I rewatched it on a replay, but they were talking about it. We knew it in the car. Kellen Bond could not hit anybody that wasn't either Travion Williams or Sternberger. That was it. He was either running the ball, handing it off, or hitting one of those two guys as tight end or as running back. That was the entire offense. Every time he went to wide receiver, it was terrible. Not only that, but every time they were handing it to Travion Williams, the dude was popping off eight yards. Boom, boom, boom. So what does he do? Down, up two scores, fourth quarter. He throws it. Sacks, fumble, whatever. Fine, they're now only down one score. He throws it again. Interception. Auburn comes back. Auburn wins. It was bad. Um, but anyway. It was it was bad. I do want to mention a couple million more games. Dollar man. Just, just to touch a couple more games. Herm Edwards beat Utah. There's a chance that there could be a six-way tie in the Pac-12 South, and I am for it. Uh... Wake Forest takes a tough loss. We'll talk about that in a second. God, I, I really hate that. Ooh, uh, hey, can can we what? give some props? Can we hear it for Tennessee? 14, 14 to three win over, over over a pretty tough Miners team. If we're being honest, if you're wondering who the Miners are, uh, that's the joke. <laughs> that's oh. uh, that's about right. I was at the I was in attendance for the Georgia Tech at North Carolina game. Uh, I'm, go ahead and tell me how many rushing yards you think Georgia Tech had on uh, on the Tar Heels this weekend. Four hundred and seventy-one. Four. You're going to say four. Four seventy. You said four seventy-one. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You're you're close. I believe. Uh, I believe. I believe you're you're pretty you're pretty close. Uh, four sixty-one. Ooh, I was real close. Yeah, that was pretty good. Dynamite. Pretty hey, UAB. Should be ranked. UAB's good. They're they're eight and one. They're last thing I want to talk about Conference from last play. week. Uh, have you heard about this Army Air Force debacle? No. A couple of Army cadets thought it'd be really funny to take uh, the Air Force Falcon, like the live bird Falcon, uh, Aurora, who is a twenty-two-year-old Falcon, which is, I mean, that's getting pretty far up there in bird years, and uh, just mess around with it a little bit. They were going to pose some pictures with it. Put it in an army sweater. Guess what birds don't like? Having things around their wings. Oh, being put in a dog crate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aurora might not make it. Yeah. Yeah. They they may have killed the Air Force Falcon. That's pretty bad. Yeah, that's, that's really bad. They also won the game 17-14. So go Navy, beat Army. Uh, usually we'll, we'll try and stay as unbiased as possible on this podcast. But uh, Army, that's pretty shit. That's a that's a pretty crappy thing to do to somebody, if I'm being honest. No more comments. Duke beats Miami, which is hilarious to me for I can't even that's explain brilliant. why. Um, Full city, baby. We've got uh ooh, that's about it. All right, let's talk about this uh 
the rankings did come out, the new college football rankings. Yes. I'm going to go through, and I just want you to say yes or no whether or not you agree with the ranking. All right? <laughs> okay. Here we go. We're going to go quick. This is going to be rapid fire. Make a note of the ones you don't agree with. <clears throat> Starting now. One, Bama. Yeah. Two, Clemson. Yeah. Three, Notre Dame. Yes. Four, Michigan. Let's do it. Five, Georgia. Absolutely. Six, Boomer Sooner. Absolutely, yes. Seven, LSU. Now, should be lower. Eight, Washington State. Keep them there. Nine, West Virginia. Replace them at seven. I agree. Ten, Ohio State. Yeah, that's about right for them at this point. I agree. Kentucky, 11. Yes. Uh, Gonna skip 12, because they don't matter. 13, Syracuse. I love it. (laughs) 14, NC State. Move them to one, baby. I can't. I, I just don't understand. You know what it is. They're like, if we move Syracuse and NC State into the top 15, we can say that Clemson at top 15 wins. Yeah, I mean, NC State, I have to turn, they're, my, they're I have so to turn my sweetheart thing aside. They're, I just don't. No, they're just, a decent, respectable squad, but not, they're not a top 15 team in the country. They're, they're like not top, a top. I would put them maybe 20. Yeah, no, no. I'm like, they're like top 35, 40? Florida at 15. I think Florida would beat NC State. But no, no, NC State should be one. Florida, mm, no, I don't like them at 15. Mississippi State at 16. Mm, Sure, Eh, barely. 17, Boston College. I'm looking at the teams under them. I think Mississippi State could beat Boston College and Michigan State and Texas. I think they could beat Michigan State and Texas. I, I think, think they, Texas yeah, I think they just need to flip with Boston College. Texas is, well, no, Texas is on a two-game losing streak. I think they could beat Texas and Michigan State. I don't think they'd beat BC. Uh, 20, we're not going to go through 20 through 25. It's Penn State, Iowa, Iowa State, Fresno State, Auburn, and Washington. The fact Auburn and Washington are ranked is ridiculous. We're getting into that part of the year where, you know, we have this whole chunk of teams that have three, four losses. Nobody knows right where to put them. No. They leave out so UAB, which is a there. travesty. And it's, it's nothing to get outraged about, but there are some. We already talked about you got to flip LSU and West Virginia. I think that's pretty obvious. I like Ohio State where they're at. I think Kentucky is a little high. 12 doesn't matter. Syracuse and North Carolina State are just, that's abhorrent. That's ridiculous. I think 13, 14, and 15 need to completely plummet towards the 20 to 25 range. Well, you know what, I, you know what I've said, right? You, know what, you, you remember what I said last week. That it doesn't matter? That these, that these things are skewed for ratings. Yes, and that's that's what I mean. I really do think they're putting Syracuse and NC State in the top 15 well, to give Clemson a Especially net. Syracuse because – or, uh, yeah, because Notre Dame has to play them, right? Yeah, Notre Dame has to play them. Right. So uh, putting... By the way, that's the, uh, that is definitely going to be an upset warning because uh, Syracuse is not bad this year, folks. And uh, I'm not sure if you've seen the uniforms that Notre Dame has to wear uh, for that Syracuse game where there's pinstripes all over them. And they're playing in Yankee Stadium, but it's some of the worst football uniforms I've seen in a long time. All right, let's move on. What do we want to talk about next? I think it's. Uh, I think you know what we're talking about next. Mm, give me a sec. I don't know what we're talking about next. Uh, now I do. Definitely the sexiest part of the podcast. The thing we have all been waiting for, sir. The sweetheart bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest there. You just uh, you just completely cut out. So let me try that myself. Okay, go. You just you're still a little soft. Uh, your connection's a little iffy. So I'm just gonna keep talking until I hear you a little bit louder. But you said a s- oh man, where is this game? Awkward silence here on the podcast as we get ready for the most important part of the year. I just want it to go perfectly, you know. There's a lot riding on this. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Sorry, it's on. It's on Thursday. I was looking through Saturday stuff. Okay, Thursday night. Sit back and relax. This is oh. the greatest 
football experience you'll ever have. <laughs> Number it's 14, NC State hosting unranked, irrelevant Wake Forest. All right, irrelevant's tough. Let's let's calm down. Let's chat about this game. Let's see how much discussion we can get out of this. Okay. How much have you watched NC State this year? Be honest. Like, sat down and watched. I'll, I'll click on them, and I'll tell you I watched them play a good bit against Clemson, unfortunately. Sure, we all did. Mm-hmm. And I uh, watched a little bit of their game against FSU, and that's a and then I've watched every snap they've had all season long. I watched uh, Wake Forest beat Tulane opening night. There's a rule at our house. If NC State's on the TV and we're watching it, we are undressed. We are in the nude. That's how erotic this team is. <laughs> this took such a turn. This is not where I thought this was going to yes. go at all. NC State and I don't a... know what to expect with you anymore. Why did I not expect that? I don't know. You've known me too long to know that. I'm so upset. All right. Well, I've watched Wake Forest three or four times this year, which was going to be my big stick it to you, but I don't even want to. And now that it's the Sweetheart Bowl, tomorrow night, sorry, two nights from now. I hate this. Is I'm watching this game. I mean, obviously I'll be naked because, like I said, but I actually just got back from Walmart about the whipped cream. All right. We're done. Strawberries. We're done. We're done. Nope. Wave it off. Stop it. Stop it. Hartman, wait for his quarterback, goes down. Yes. He was... <laughs> I'm completely joking, by the way. I would never wish yes. for an injury, not even in the sweetheart bowl. You go. You go. Yes. <laughs> That's so harsh. He was so close to 2,000 yards. He needed 16 more yards for 2,000. Nope. Season-ending injury. Sorry. I hate Have it. Fun. I really it's... wanted to play this game with both squads at full. Okay. Well, I think that's what America wants, but that's not what we're getting. Instead, we're going to get uh, Graham, North Carolina native, uh, redshirt sophomore Jamie Newman. I'm not okay, even sure I, a redshirt. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna pretty sure you. made that up. I guarantee you this is the part of the podcast where listeners drop off the most because we just start talking about something only we care about. I'll say this. I will say this. Uh, Greg Dorch, I'm not kidding at all right now. Greg Dorch is a great receiver. He has 69 receptions, nice, for 846 yards and six touchdowns. Well, listen to this. Ryan Finley, he has 6,969 passing yards with 69 touchdowns. not even right. That's that's 2,490 yards, six touchdowns, and six picks. 16 touchdowns, and now he has 69 of every stat. The spread right now is NC State by 17, and I'm I'm disrespectful. That is is absolutely disrespectful. It should be way higher. That's that's ridiculous. I, I cannot wait again. In all seriousness, I am so excited to go cover this game, and if I get field passes... I want you to know I will break Twitter. I will tweet so much that my thumbs hurt the next day. I'm taking NC State 69 nothing. I'm taking Wake Forest uh 100 to 7. 69 nothing. The Sweetheart Bowl uh, presented by Sweetheart's Candy and Adam and Eve. No. All right, stop it. <laughs> God, we've got to move to next week before we get taken <laughs> off of iTunes. All right. Okay. All right. Louisville and Syracuse play Friday night, but no one cares. TCU at West Virginia. I'm good. That's West Virginia by a million, right? Sure. I think the most I All right. Here we all go. Right, we, we're we're pretty far into this podcast. We got to we got to kind of well, let's rapid fire these games. Here we go. All right. Ohio State at Michigan State. Guess what? Upset watch. Not warning, but watch. Oh, high, I'm high on upset warning. I think it could happen. Uh, Wisconsin one, if, sorry, I know we're rapid firing, but if there's one place that Ohio State has traditionally struggled at, even when they're really good, it's Michigan State. So the fact that they're playing there and now they're a shell of what they should be, yeah, that's, that's, that's a warning. That is a 11 a.m. game. I'll take Michigan State straight up. I say Michigan State this weekend ends Ohio State's playoff prayers. 
Uh, I'm also going to put someone else on upset watch. Uh, Oklahoma State travels to Oklahoma. I would not be surprised if they make that a close game. Ooh, man. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. That's uh, over there. Is that a, that's in Stillwater? That is uh, – no, now that is in Norman. Okay, it's in Norman. So that, that does make it a little bit different. But, uh, hey, Virginia Tech and Pitt are playing for the ACC Coastal this weekend. <laughs> wow. Yeah, think about that. One of those teams is going to go play Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Pitt because I like them. Yeah, I'm gonna take Pitt too. Uh, Kentucky at Tennessee should be no problem for Kentucky. Uh, Mississippi State at Alabama, I think as long as Tua's knee holds up just fine, they should be just fine. That game's also at Bryant Denny. Uh, that's a three thirty kick. Is there anything else I'm missing? There's Auburn, not a Georgia. ton this weekend. Auburn, Georgia, Auburn at Auburn at Georgia should be a fun one. I'll be there. First time uh, in in between the in the in between the hedges, between the hedges sir. Is is what you're looking for? Uh, Clemson at Boston College. That's where game day will be. Brick, is there any chance that Boston College beats Clemson? Listen, probably not. But AJ Dillon's not a bad little player, and Boston College is one of those teams that always just manages to kind of catch you off guard. So. Yeah. They always have that one get night game in Boston that they play really, really well. And um, I'm not going to call an upset, but I don't think it's a 77-16 win for Clemson, if you catch my drift. Uh, yeah, I do catch your drift, and uh, I think a, a lot of Bobby Petrino's, 100% of Bobby Petrino's that listen to this podcast also catch your drift. Yeah. Sorry, Bobby. Uh, that should be it for next week's games. I know we kind of blew through that, but there's just not a lot there, and... We do need to talk about the Heisman race a little bit. It's over, baby. It's heating up, my friend. It's heating. It's cooling off. Oh, right, but we up. need this. We need this for ratings. We just, we oh, just sorry. go with me here. Just sorry, go. Sorry, with sorry, me. sorry. It is wide open right now. We're talking a fifty-man race. Uh, no. In all seriousness, here's an interesting stat that you could find on Pat's stats if you follow us at pi underscore podcast on Twitter. If I have not mentioned that already, I'm still a little freaked out by the sweetheart segment. I'm not going to lie. I think you went a little far. I've got a poster of Ryan Finley hanging on my ceiling, hate so it. it's the last hate thing you look this. at before I go to sleep. Hate this so much. Gotta hate that. That's that's just so weird on so many levels. Kyler Murray Ryan Finley. now has a higher passer rating than Tua Tagovailoa. It's only by 1.4 points. But here's the thing. He has 40 more pass attempts in the second half. 76 to 36 to 2 is 36. Is that a good stat for him or a bad stat for him? I don't think it matters. Because I think that is more opportunities to mess up, but I also think it shows to Tua's credit I've had less opportunities to do well. I think it's comparing apples to oranges. I mean, at this point, the Heisman is Tua... Or something drastic happens. Something drastic being an injury, maybe? Either A, an injury, um, but I think the injury would have to be pre-Iron Bowl for it to even matter. I think he could uh, get yeah. injured and miss this SEC championship game and still win. Um, I agree. Or, you know, like a six-interception performance against somebody. I mean, it would have to take something, it would have to take something cataclysmic. But it can't happen. It's not it's not locked up. A lot of people think it's locked up. It's not locked up. No, when I say it's over, I mean like if things hold, there will be no surprises. He's he's as heavy of a favorite now as Cam Newton was at this point in twenty ten, if that means anything to you. Yeah. You know? it, it does. I watched it, that Cam Newton guy play live and it hurt away. my feelings. It's just it is runaway. It's not even close right now. You can bet a thousand dollars in order to win a hundred right now if you want on Tua. That's that's how it's Vegas won't even give you money. Essentially, it's like eh. You want to talk about anything else? Um, just how much I love you. Let's let's do a little bit of a sound off right now, shall we? Go ahead. Little, little sound off segment, if sure. I if I may, yeah. if I can. Um, let's see. Let's let's make it. Let's let's get a positive one. You know what I got to do at work last week. I got to go around with our mascot and give candy to children who are not expecting it and silly stringing them 
Wow. I got what a job. punched. I got punched below the belt by a first grader who was excited to get candy that was not his. Uh, and then I watched as our mascot silly stringed him so badly that I still think the kid probably has it in his hair. That was satisfying to watch. I really love my job. Off season's a little boring, but I'll take it. I'll take boring right now. I'm okay with that. Is there anything better than a good blanket? That's a good sound off. <laughs> yes, yes. Putting said good blanket in the dryer after walking home in the rain. Okay, that's my sound off, everybody. <laughs> this Lord. has been another episode of Pat's Interference. Thank you to everybody that's listened, that's stuck with us for either one episode, two episodes, one season, four seasons, doesn't matter. Thank you for taking the time to introduce us into your ear canals. And um, I apologize again about the whole sweetheart thing. Uh, I only watch some football games naked. Not all of them. All right. Especially all not right. all just one team. Um, all right. Be sure to go check out our friends uh, Jess, Matt, and Wes over at Pigskins and Pageantry. It's another good podcast. They just do SEC. Uh, so if you're really diehard SEC, that's the place to be as well. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We've always wanted to do this podcast. We love this podcast. We do love each other. We love the Sweetheart Bowl presented by Sweethearts Candy. Be sure to follow us on and Twitter Thursday night, 7 o'clock. The Sweetheart Bowl. You don't want to miss it. Thank you so much for listening. And, uh, you know, Brick, we, we've been trying to figure out a good way to, to finish this podcast. I, I don't know if we have one yet. And most importantly... Now, <laughs> 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 <laughs>